Have you heard of the Bellsmith? He's absolutely amazing. They make the most custom and unique bells. They made one for my son on the championship run in Omaha in 2021. They make game day bells, swashbuckler, artillery, junction, pirate, you name it, they can make it. You can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can find them in different places around Starkville like Maroon and Company. So have them make your custom bell today. Welcome, everybody, to the In Off The Bench podcast. My name is Jim Cross, and this is episode six titled, So You Think You Can Dance. And that's because we are going to be joined by Hannah Stutz from Mississippi State Dance to get her story and talk all things Mississippi State. But before we do, we have to give a shout out to our sponsors. Let's talk first about Memphis City Design. Get your In Off The Bench swag, get your Swamper gear, Chinook Cedary, eight flavors, mild to wild. What's your favorite? Let's help support these athletes through NIL. Go get your favorite seed flavors today. And last but not least, Smith's Plumbing. If you have your plumbing needs in the Mid-South, give my boy Dustin a call. He'll hook you up. He'll get you taken care of, especially during all this winter weather. But without further ado, let's get into the biggest interview and podcasting this week with our girl, Hannah. Welcome in, everybody. It's another episode. We do not have Daniel, which is a shame because we're going to get into something he knows a little better than me. But I'm hoping our guest tonight can educate me a little bit. Hannah, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Anytime we get to talk to a Hale State guest, it is it's phenomenal time. My my little maroon and white buddy in the room next door, if he hears me talking to Mississippi State, he may pop in to see who it is. Always on the lookout for a Cameron James or Landon Sims if he can find him. <laughs> But let's get into uh, some icebreakers before we get into your story. You know, right out the gate, who is your favorite musician right now? Not all time, but right now. Oh, gosh, that's a hard question. Um, Right now, oh, I, I would have, still have to say Justin Bieber. There's a story with that, but I'm a, I'm a believer, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And so with that, I got to ask, if you were to go sing karaoke at a bar right now, would it be Bieber you'd pick, or are we going a different direction? Oh, man. I mean, if anybody heard me sing, they would hit the door. I would say that. But um, So the key oh, is, I will tell you then, uh, it can't be a Justin Bieber song. you got to pick something that everybody in the room knows. That way, they can drown out your voice. That's what I do as somebody who can't sing very well. Pick something that everybody else will sing. That way, I can kind of just fall off you know, behind everybody. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I got to stick to good old Mississippi State. So I'm just going to say, don't stop believing. I know that's kind of so could, basic, but it's such a good song and everyone in Starkville knows it. That, or you can go with, uh, as a matter of fact, the last time I seen karaoke was in Ruston, Louisiana. And I did uh, uh, Friends in Low Places, which obviously is a Mississippi State song. Another good one. So, Either one of those. <laughs> you can always go that route. All right. If you could be any Disney character, it doesn't even have to be a princess necessarily, obviously could be, um, who would you be? I'm going to have to go with Belle. I'm Beauty and the Beast. I know that's so basic to say a princess, but that's my favorite Disney movie, whether it's animated or live action. And so I'm going to stick hey, with that. It's a solid answer for me because it's my wife and daughters. Um, they're both Beauty and the Beast and Belle's their favorite. Uh -huh. So, hey, you're in the, the right department with me. <laughs> All 
All right, favorite athlete you like to watch? Obviously, you're around a lot of sports. Who is it? Somebody that you know, if they're on TV, there's somebody you want to watch. Oh me, these are hard questions. And um, these are just icebreakers. I know these these are just icebreakers. Gosh, well, I mean, I'm a big sports girl, so I love all sports in general. Um, I oh man. Let me flip it to this. Let me, let me ask you something because it's something we weren't going to talk about, but he's the guest of the show. How weird is it going to be to watch Will Rogers next year talking about on TV wearing something other than maroon? Very weird. It's like, gonna. It's not going to be right. Like, Yeah. And especially, I think I saw a clip on Twitter of him at the national championship and I saw like a number switch and I, I saw his number. And of course, the first thing I think is Dak Prescott because mm-hmm. – He's our big number 15 in Starkville. And if I were to have to pick an athlete, I would probably say Dak. Um, just because I I I bleed maroon and white and I love Mississippi State so much. So obviously I'm gonna support any and everyone that comes out of Mississippi State. But yeah, it's gonna be very weird. I tell people about the presence Dak Prescott has when I was in Omaha in 2021 and I was at the team hotel. When the team came in after winning the national championship, the people were clearly loud. But mm-hmm. then there was a second ovation that was louder. And that was when Dak came in the hotel. And I was yeah. like, it is clear how much this fan base loves that guy. Because, I mean, at, you just had a team win a national championship and it, the cheer wasn't as loud as when Dak walked in the building. He definitely, he, I think he's everybody's favorite. I mean, there's so many Cowboys fans now that are Mississippi State fans that didn't like the Cowboys before and they'll ride or die with Dak. Right. And, you know, I think, too, I think the reason why I like him so much as an athlete is just not because of the person he is on the field, but off the field. And I remember um, growing up, going to Mississippi State, I remember um, me and my mom and my brother stood next to his mom, her last dog walk of like the last game that she went to before she passed. And just to like see just his how much he loves his mom and like how much he's done since she's passed. And just, you know, um, I was able to meet him actually this year um, back Super Bulldog weekend. And I was able to share that story with him and just his character um, just speaks volume about who he is as a person. And um, he's a great athlete, a great football player, but football is not everything to him and football doesn't define him, if that makes sense. And so I think yeah. that's why he's such a big role model to so many yeah, and what what's sad about that is you say it's not all he is, but when you play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, that's all anybody sees you as, unfortunately. Exactly, exactly. So let's get into your story. You know, where are you from? So I am from Huntsville, Alabama. And, and I, you know, you don't really have that Alabama twang. We've had a couple Alabama guests. You somehow managed to lose it in your time in Mississippi. I, I know, and you think it would have gotten a little bit stronger, um, especially being my mom a native of Mississippi. But yeah, you know, I'm we're North Alabama. We're about, you know, 40, 45 minutes from, well, not even that actually, more like 30 minutes from the Tennessee state line. And um, I would say my mom, a couple, my mom's side of the family, they have a thicker accent, but me and my dad and my brother, it's not, not as thick. A lot of people, when they hear us, they think, oh, you're from Texas or, you know, which I know that could go. You could have a twang from there too, but I know some people say I, I hear it a little bit because I'll say y'all, but it's not as strong as right. other places. Uh, when we had Briley St. Clair on, who I know is your friend, that is yes. a strong band. Yes, band. yes, she and we're. What's funny is we're not that far. Like 
apart like where we live and she it's funny we've talked about how many times like she's come through Huntsville and I was like I guess I just never knew how close that we live to each other but yeah she has a lot thicker accent than I do absolutely so you obviously say where you're from talk to me about the family you got brothers sisters you know what we got yeah so I have a it's just me and my little brother he is um he's a freshman at Duke and so it's just the two of us and yeah so, you know, that's got to be cool for him. He had the older sister. I'm sure, obviously, y'all probably got on each other's nerves, but I know at the end of the day, you probably took care of him because I have an older sister myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I said him straight a few times, but it's funny. I think when I, our relationship really changed when I went to college because we're three years in age, but he got held back. So we're four years in school. And so I think when I like moved away and would come back, our we went from like, brother sister to like best friends so yeah and I know exactly how it is my sister being eight years older um I was there to ruin her life when she was a teenager and I was <laughs> young but now best friends especially same kind of thing after I left to go to the military when I came back uh best friends person I could talk to so I appreciate older sisters and like I said for a little brother they're the I feel like even more than mom and dad like they're the one person you can kind of go to you feel comfortable with yes yes all right. So growing up, talk to me about, you know, this cheer dance thing. Like at what age does it start and how does it start? What is the first thing that you do? Yeah, well, it really just depends. I mean, you can get into dance at any point, but I can kind of share my story of how I got into it. So, um, yeah, there was um, a local studio here and I, I was in preschool at the time at our church and my motor skills teacher um you know, I have a February birthday. So like usually you start August or like right when school starts is when the dance year starts. Um, and the they had a class that was full going into that this year. So I was two and a half. And um, one of the little girls dropped out of class and my motor skills teacher came to my parents and was like, look, I know she's young. This might not be something you guys want to do, but like I've had an opening in my dance class. I really think you should put Hannah in dance. And my parents were like, you know what? Yeah, sure. My dad um, had grown up and went to high school with the studio owner. Um, and she, they were like, you know what? We'll just do it. She won't last long. Um, little did they know. All these no, years later. No here, confidence I, in you? My goodness. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know. Like, I, they, I could have, they were really, really supportive in whatever I wanted to do. But they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll put her in it, see how she does. And I guess they sparked a fire because, you know, 21 years later, I'm, still doing it. So yeah, I started at two and a half, just taking basic combo classes, um, jazz, tap and ballet. And then with time, fast forward um, to third grade, I got picked up on company. And so that's when I started competing. And you know, that's when um, throughout the season, you take your you take regular dance classes, but then you learn routines. And then you go just depending on what studio you're at, you can go to local or you can travel for competitions, just like you know, for like, if it's travel baseball, it's kind of that sort of same sort of thing. Um, and you compete. And so I competed for 11 years. And then going into my eighth grade year, we made a studio change um, to a different studio in Huntsville. And that's when, um, so that we have this thing in the dance world, because you have competitions and you have conventions. Mm -hmm. And to all of my athlete friends that don't know dance so well, I try and like put it in, in their world. So like conventions is kind of like when, you know, football players go to like 
different camps that colleges host or like even, you know, middle, you know, different ages. There's camps all over for any sport, not just, you know, football in particular. And I would go to these conventions and you take class and they give out scholarships at the end of the weekend. It's just usually a Saturday, Sunday type thing. You take classes from multiple, you know, choreographers that are, you know, leading the industry doing, you know, um, awards shows, movies, um, they choreograph tours for, you know, music artists, I mean, all across the board. And I won a scholarship that allowed me um, to travel with a certain convention all across the country and assist their choreographers. And so I did that from eighth grade all the way through my senior year. And then um, the end of so, my- So before before you continue- Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I want to I wanna break into that while I'm thinking yeah. about it. So- you say you're traveling, so you weren't in a regular high school throughout, uh, you know, your high school? You were on the move? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. So I went to, I grew up in private school all 12 years that I went to school. Um, and my school did not get a dance team until my sophomore year of high school. So I actually helped get the dance team started. Um, and so, yeah, I so going into high school, I had no plan to like, dancing in high school because we didn't have a team at the time um and once we got our team obviously like we didn't compete uh we just danced at football and basketball games and that and then pep rallies and I, mean, that I feel it. like there's a lot um you know similarity between y'all and gymnasts because you start at a very early age and then as far as when it comes to school if you want to go to the next level um you know your school then kind of intertwines with the way you do you know dance yes. gymnastics and it and kind of some of them homeschool, some of them do half days, you know, whatever the case may be, because they don't have gymnastics teams, no different than you didn't have a dance team. Exactly, exactly. Uh, dance and gymnastics is very similar, especially to, you know, career wise. And I mean, that's a whole nother ball of wax that we can get into. But, you know, say a lot of a lot of people, you know, forego college and, you know, move to the East Coast or West Coast, like pursuing a dance, you know, trying to get it, you know, the industry is so different from like college dance and cheer teams. Um, and it's funny because if you would have asked me early high school, I was like, I'm going to go to school on the West Coast. Like I want to, I want to pursue this. Like I want to try this industry thing. Um, I got signed with an, uh, a dance agency on um, the end of my freshman year. And um, just like any agent for baseball or football or whoever it might be, um, you know, they, you know, once you have an agent, it's a little bit more insightful on how to navigate the industry side of things, you know, going to auditions, booking jobs, all that kind of thing. And so that's like really where my mindset was at. And then, of course, we got a high school dance team. And while I loved it, I still was on kind of, kind of on that track of oh, I want to go far. I want to do something different. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do, you know, what I, you know, college dance and stuff like that. And so it wasn't till, um, my senior year in high school, um, I was actually doing a job out in LA for, it was a Disneyland, um, shoot and me and my mom were just driving around and we were looking at colleges, there's one college in specific, like in particular that I really was like, had my mindset, like this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. And it was September. And I looked at her and I was like, mom, like, I'm not ready to go this far. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is what I want to do right now. And so, um, my senior year, Mississippi State had just, um, gotten a new dance coach and she had really made a big change in the program just in the few first 
football games that I've been to my senior year. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a clinic. Why not? Like, we'll just see what it is. Um, and I had my homecoming dance um, on a Saturday night. And then the next morning, me and my mom got up early, drove to Starkville. I don't know, went to the clinic and I was like, I'm sold. Like, <laughs> this is what I want to do. Like, I love this. I think I want to try out. And so fast forward to spring, went to another clinic and I was like, I think this is what I want to do. At this point, I had a change of heart. I was like, you know what? I want to go to college. I want to get a college degree. I want to do college down south and try it out for Mississippi State Stance Team. And that's where it started. I mean, I couldn't see a better way to go. I understand the whole, you know, the West Coast dream. And I, I'm someone who's been stationed in San Diego. I get it. But like, when you're from the South and yeah. you're, you're that kind of person, like, like you said, you, this is home, like just in the yeah. general area. And, um, you know, the college experience, it's one that I, you know, unfortunately I played around too much in high school, just only caring about sports um, and didn't make the grades. And then that's how I kind of ended up in the military. But like, I wish I would, you know, covering all these college athletes, being on campus all the time, getting to see the life that y'all live, uh, definitely envious that I never got to do it. So I think it's the right decision. So as we get into Mississippi State, this is where it gets interesting because I think people um, probably think wrong, maybe label you wrong in a way like they see you on the sidelines of a football game, right, um, mm -hmm. or basketball, and probably don't know that you're a legit dancer, right? It's it's probably a common thought they they assume you know the quote cheerleader, but you know talk about you know when you get there, obviously you're a dancer, but how does your roles? Because I I looked at your Instagram, right, and there isn't a sports event that you're not at. So how does that work when, when you get to Mississippi State? How do you balance the the dancing portion, but then also your responsibilities with all the teams? Yeah, um, it's a lot. Um, I had to quickly learn. I thought I knew time management <laughs> until I got into it. And I was like, well, maybe I need to work on this some. Uh, but no, on the flip side of that, it's so rewarding. I guess if it's okay, I'll kind of hop into like why I chose Mississippi State and that will kind of help. So, um, so I come from a house heavily divided, you know, everyone asked when I got to Starkville, you know, why didn't you go to Alabama? Why didn't you go to Auburn? Like you're from Alabama. That's where everybody goes. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is a graduate of the university of Alabama. Um, and my mom went to Mississippi State. My mom is from a small town in North Mississippi, um, Iuka, Mississippi. I don't even know if you've heard of it. Really, that's really crazy because I live in North Mississippi and I don't know where that is. So <laughs> yeah, she is the top right corner of the state. Um, and so she's from it's uh real close to Corinth. Um, but if you know where that is, hmm. um, but yeah, she's from Iuka and my mom went to Mississippi State. And so for us growing up, um you know, my dad would go to Tuscaloosa. My mom would go to Starkville. Whenever it would be the Alabama Mississippi State game, they would not sit together. Like my dad sit in an Alabama section, and vice versa, depending on where it was at. And so, um, I would I would occasionally go with my dad, but majority of the time, I grew up going to Starkville, and so it had always been home to me. And it was always kind of that safe place. I, you know, when I was looking at other schools and exhausting all opportunities, I was like you know, Mississippi State is going to be the safe bet for me. Um, but like I said, as I got closer to time um, and I was going, I did like three or four campus visits just trying to make sure. And I was like, you know, I never got that family atmosphere that you get in Starkville anywhere else. And like, I just was like, God is calling me here. I know I'm supposed to be here. This is where I'm going. And so I had have grown up a Mississippi State fan. 
Um, you know, I was, it's a truly a house divided. It's truly a house divided. And so it, like, not for me to be all over the page, but it's so funny too, you know, when I made the dance team and it was my first year on the team, freshman year, um, my dad finally sat in the Mississippi state section and wore a Mississippi state shirt. Um, the Alabama Mississippi state game, it was home. It was in Starkville and my mom has had the same tickets my entire life. And so she obviously knows all the people and the surrounding area and everyone was like clapping for him and yelling because he had finally and we we still laugh about it to this yeah day. i don't i don't really know any parents because i we know plenty of parents who were fans of other teams prior to but i don't know any that does doesn't change for their child like i'm yeah. gonna call it like it is you're a terrible parent if you don't cheer for <laughs> your kid i mean it is what it is but you know it's interesting that that mom won because my daughter just made her choice and she's uh going to lsu so Dad won in this family. Um, uh-huh. my, wife, my wife didn't care for her going to LSU. Um, she's gonna wear the purple and gold. However, like I said, little man in the in the room, he's uh, he's eleven, but he'll already tell you he's going to get his engineering degree from Mississippi State. Um, there's no oh. way you're gonna change his mind. He's been locked in on that since he was eight years old. I love it. I love. Hey, no better place to do engineering either. So exactly. That- so he's got it. He's got it mapped out now. Honestly, I didn't think she'd go to LSU, and I didn't even push for it. But the, what happens is you take a kid somewhere so many times. So we've been there so many times for sporting right. events, family, culture, and everything. And this naturally, she, you know, you talked about feeling like home. Um, to her, that is a, is a place. You know, around here, she's not a big Ole Miss person, which is actually what's closest to us, not Mississippi State. And um, so she's not a real big fan of that. And then Memphis is where my wife went, and she's not a big right. fan of that. And so kind of kind of was LSU, but, you know, to the point, like, you know, I didn't think she would actually do what dad, you know, wanted her to do. So it's pretty cool. And I didn't even push her, man. Maybe that's why. Right. Hey, but, well, good for her. If that's, if that's where she feels called to, like she's going to, she's going to have a great experience. She's going to be very successful. Look, all, all I know is I'm just glad I know athletes everywhere. Cause I do know LSU as what it is. Let's call it what it is on here. Since this is a Mississippi state episode, they party a little too much. And so I'm going to have all my boys on the baseball team. Like, <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're all going to have Life 360 on her. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, like, yeah. So I'm going to have eyes <laughs> everywhere. 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 No, I love it. Um, but back to yours. I, I I hijacked your story. My bad. No. I Listen, I'm so happy to do I I love those kinds of stories. Anyone that I can relate to, I would love to hear. Um. Anyway, so sorry. Not to get off on this, on this, um, on a different path but anyway that's how I ended up at Mississippi State that's how I chose Mississippi State but to go back and answer your question so um balancing the schedule dance team so for dancers at Mississippi State um you know it's different depending on what college you go to obviously but we dance all home football games and then they will take a travel squad depending on what bowl game we make it to um or if we go to one and then we dance all home men's and women's basketball games and then for dance team, um, we do all Friday, Saturday, and then once SEC play starts Friday, Saturday, Sunday, home baseball games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's when people say that, they're like, what? And I'm like, well, we had it and then it went away. I know it's very popular at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then more dance teams across the nation are starting to dance at baseball games. We dance on top of the dugouts. So um, it's it's very overwhelming now for basketball. Um we split our whole squad um, into two. We have like maroon and white teams. That way um, we aren't all, you know, at basketball games, say four nights a week. At least, you know, we go every other. It, it depends just depending on the squad. Well, the here's, the, here's the reason why I wouldn't like the baseball if I was y'all. 
because of the way the seating is set up, you're like right on a basically a stage platform, like right on top of them with the way it is with the dugout. Whereas basketball, it's seating going football the same, really seating going up, large, massive crowd. It doesn't feel like right. it's right on top of them. Right, right. I will say you, you know, people always ask like, oh, what is your favorite to dance at? I, I've always been a football girl. And so I love the atmosphere of a football stadium. And so I, lo- I mean, yes, the fans are really far from you. And when you perform on the field, it's kind of different though. I mean, the most up close and personal I would say would be like basketball. Cause they're sitting like right court side. Um, but I always love the atmosphere at football, but no, every atmosphere amongst the three sports is very different. Um, and that goes like, choreography wise we dance very different styles depending at like what sporting event we're at um even down to like uniform wise like what we wear because like you said at baseball we're elevated we're kind of having to look down on fans um you know basketball is like court side a little bit up and then football is really far away so three very different sports three very different styles of dancing right so do you know i got to thinking about it with this whole baseball thing and i'm scrolling to look you know what, Hannah? I think we've met before, and I think you know my son, as a matter of fact. Was was your son one of the little dudes of the game? I'm pretty sure he was who you picked for fan of the game. Yeah, that is you with the Bulldogs. Absolutely. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Boom. I started thinking about how y'all were, that you said y'all were there. And I was trying to think when I've seen y'all there. And then I started to think for a second, and I was like, you know what? I know her. And we have met. We know wild. each other. But I had thought when I originally um, reached out to you, obviously, you know, all the mutual friends, whether it was Becca or Briley, you know, Kenley, whoever. Um, but I thought you would look familiar. That's why, obviously, that was one interaction. But now you know the Mississippi State fan. He was a fan of the game. He's diehard. Yes. And so, and that makes sense. And that's that's a cool thing that you get to do because that's getting to relate with, you know, a little fan. And you make his day, right? You pick him to be, you know, the the fan of the game. He gets to hang out with the Bulldogs. You ask him, you know, I forgot what you asked him, but then got him to, you know, yell hell state as loud as he could out there. So um, it, was, it was really cool. So I appreciate that. Hey, I I loved doing that this season. That was just as, just as fun for me as it was them. So you talk about balancing all this time and then there comes the academic part, right? Like, because right. that's, that's what most people don't think about when it comes to athletes. Um, I think there's really this, you know, misunderstanding, no matter what sport you're involved in or what extracurricular that you don't really have to actually study, which is, is wild that people think like we, we have to reschedule a lot of these episodes because no matter what, what athlete we're talking about, they have, a test or study hall or a, you know, a project, whatever the case may be and have to reschedule. And I tell people, I like these, you know, they really go to class. Like right. I think that they, they think y'all walk through school. And so I say that to say, you know, to be able to balance academically on top of the fact that you're doing the dance, you're going to all these games. Cause you talk about all the home games and it's like, you know, you could have two, three, four, you know, in a week, depending on the sport and whatever the case may be. So it keeps y'all really, really busy. And so how are you able to manage the academic portion while doing all that? Right. Well, I, I'm the first to say, like I said, I have a little brother who is a freshman at Duke. So you can obviously imagine he is brilliant. Um, I'm the first to say I have to work towards my grades. I have to work extra hard um, just because schools always naturally come a little bit harder to me. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's 
you know, I, I was very blessed to go to not only a private school, but I went to a college prep school. And because I went to a private college prep, I was like, oh, I have this in the bag. Like, this is not going to be anything. Um, boy, was I wrong. Um, college is hard no matter where you go. And I, um, you know, I, I was the student that, you know, I was blessed, very blessed to have professors that were very understanding that like, yes, I was a college athlete and they were very understanding of the, about the schedule I had to balance. And for me, you know, they worked so incredibly hard to make sure that I had everything that I needed. You know, they were always so gracious to meet with me after class or like if I had to miss or a tournament or, you know, athletes are like, hum like athletes are people too. Like they get sick, they have, you know, stuff happen in, in their, in their personal life. Um, not just in, in, you know, in the classroom or on the court or field or wherever it might be. And so, um, it was hard. It was very challenging. Um, I can't say that it was a breeze cause it wasn't, um, I had my moments through college. Um, but when you look at on the flip side, um, it really does. It really, I'm trying not to ramble here. Um, you're good. It just, you know, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought anyway no it's it's very hard but like um yeah well let's let's get to this you know obviously I see you know I talked about going through the pictures on IG you know you ultimately got your degree what'd you get your degree in while you were there so I am a communications degree I started out in broadcast and digital journalism but I ended up finishing still communications but I was just more of a communication media studies mm -hmm. and really it's just a few classes that are different but it's the majority the same. So. I got you. And we'll, and we'll get into, you know, what what's the plan for the future. Um, yeah. Stepping back to Mississippi State, you know, talking about all the things you, you got to do. Um, when you talk about games or, uh, you know, events that you were at, what's what's your favorite, you know, event that you ever did, whether it was a game or something else that maybe wasn't a game? Um, you know, I, I have a, I'm a, I have a big heart for, you know, community service volunteering. Um, I loved the appearances that we did just as much at dancing at games. Um, I guess if it's okay, I can pick two. As far as my favorite, like, game, you know, like physically dancing, I would probably, oh gosh, there's so many. Cause I, I, I get into this, you know, <laughs> being growing up Mississippi State fan and you sit your entire life and you like, listen to the cowbells and you, you're holding the cowbell and like you're watching on the sideline and nothing, nothing will ever beat that first time for me, like stepping, you know, on Davis Wade field or excuse me on Scott field in Davis Wade. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like a two o'clock kickoff. Maybe it might've even been an 11 my freshman year. Um, and it was probably the hottest game <laughs> on record. I, it's still probably the hottest game. We had girls passing out on the side, like it was. Oh, trust me, as the LSU fan this year, I was I'm not sure. a fan. Yes, that I, I'm not, but I, you, there's nothing you hate seeing early in the season at 11 a.m. kick, and you're like, yeah. come on. When you see that, you're like, oh, oh. Any oh. anywhere in the South, the 11 a.m. kick when the season first starts, and it's you know August September, it's like really like real. We can't play at night when the sun goes down. Please, <laughs> um, yeah, unbearably hot, but. That feeling, like I still get chills talking about it because you the 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 field literally shakes when you when they just play the um I gotta have more cowbell clip and when they're like rolling back the garage doors um 
and the team's about to walk out and like they do the run out and like the fight song's playing. It's just like, it's so overwhelming. And I know it's different for every person, but like I said, you know, growing up a Mississippi State fan, like no, no feeling beats that. I mean, yes, like we had our Egg Bowl wins. Like, of course that was fun. Um, and then of course, like the most memorable game for me was our, how we started off 2023 Tampa bowl game, just like with the craziness with like Mike Leach passing away. And it was um, like my last football game ever. Like that, just that whole trip was just absolutely incredible. Me, my, my team grew so close. We just had the best time. Um, so like there's those moments and they are, like I said, unbelievable, incredible. Like I will never, ever forget them, but it's just as much like, you know, going out into the Starkville community or even just walking through the junction on game day and seeing like the little girls run up to you and be like, can I get my picture made with you? And then like, you know, just like having girls like come up to you on the sidelines. And I mean, now that TikTok's so big, it's funny. Like a couple of girls were like, can we please make TikToks with you? And I know that's something so small, but you don't realize like, which I think back to when I was growing up and I did that same thing. I remember going to all the little kitty camps and um you know doing stuff like that and you know th those moments in the fan interaction and just getting to meet like people is just as much um as memorable as it is you know when you have the sparkles on and the uniform and the pom-poms so uh that's important that you know you understand that and I know a lot of athletes who do and there's some who still need to understand that you know I love that you understand that you were that that kid one time because mm -hmm. athletes who don't take the time to pay attention to kids, you know, the, you know, strike a nerve with me because, um, you know, those kids want to be them. They look up to them. And a lot of them that do, you know, Mississippi State players are really good about it. I, I used to love it. Um, the, the kids would wait outside, especially at the baseball stadium. They'd wait out by the doors where they'd come out of the locker room. And, you know, even after a tough loss, you know, stop and, and get all the kids on the way through. And, you know, you can talk to Logan Tanner or Landon Sims or whoever, and they'll tell you that they were that kid once. And it's important, you know, you to remember, you know, you were that little girl once and and take the time because they look up to you. And it's a big deal when people that you look up to take the time um, to, to talk to you. You never know what little girl, you know, you may inspire just by the, having a nice comment towards. Right. But let's talk about, I saw something and it excited me. You're going to hear a confession that in almost four uh, years of this show, I've never said on air. Daniel knows it. He's not here to make fun of me. I love the Step Up movies. I love dance movies. Um, my wife makes fun of me. And I bring <laughs> that up because I saw the video of you dancing in the like the studio club-like scene. Um, you're talking about TikTok. You see a lot of them. Um, like, as far as doing stuff like that, like, um, you know, when do you do that? Is that something you were doing in college or is it something you've started doing now? Because that's the stuff that, like, I really like when you're doing the whole, the solo thing and like breaking it down to a specific song. Right. Right. So yeah, a, a majority of that. So I did a ton of that. Like I said, um, you know, end of middle school, early high school. Um, I, we would go spend our summers out in Los Angeles and we would train at all of these, um, you know, when, when you go to New York and you go to LA, they have, it's not like, you know, when you go to dance studios, more like here, you know, you sign up for classes and you take all year round, but, um, in bigger cities, you know, even Atlanta, Nashville, um, LA, New York, places like those, um, they have studio like studios where these in this choreographers in the industry, you know, the leading choreographers, they teach on a regular basis, and you just drop in and take class whenever. That's where you see, you know, 
all the viral videos on whether it be Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or like, you know, whatever, all these like cool concepts now these days. Um, though, you know, those are just drop in pot. You go take those whenever you want to. So, um, majority, so it's funny because majority of my training going into college was more like industry style training. Like I, I, I knew how to hold pom-poms, but when I first started out, it's funny. Um, I was not the best, like, sideline palm girl at all my mom has like she would video me every game and we would look and out and it's funny look, from my senior year to my freshman year I looked back at videos and I was like oh my gosh I had no idea what I was doing um it's they're two very different styles um and it's something I had to work towards so obviously majority um of college you know Starkville you know it's smaller and so um as far as like industry style type classes, there's not a lot of that um, in that area or the surrounding areas for that. And it's kind of hard to like, you know, get out to go train at other places because on weekends, you know, I would I had to have practice or I would have games or appearances. And so I didn't get to leave that much. But um, since have been graduated, no, I've really gotten more back into that industry style drop in class like they have, you know, classes these days as you go in and you learn the combo, you do it a few times in groups, and then they have um, videographers come in doing concept videos because those videos, A, help you to learn how to dance in front of a camera, and B, help those choreographers promote their choreography. You know, it's all right. like promotion, promoting here and there and stuff like that. And, you know, with time, things grow and things change. And even like when I started in the industry style, gosh, eight, nine, 10 years ago, it's drastically changed, you know, since then now, right. since plat social media platforms, you know, like Instagram reels are come and like TikTok and, you know, all these clips and stuff, it's constantly changing. And so I've started since I've been graduated, um, have to have gotten more back into that field of dance. But um, yeah. So, you know, you graduate, obviously, we talk about you get your degree, you have um, your availability to obviously pursue your career in that you you have dance which you talk about you're getting back into I feel like based upon what I've seen you doing both and I noticed you know when it when it comes to you know Mississippi State you're still involved right I've seen you doing um, promos and things with them so like talk about what you're doing now uh, relative to those things and especially with Mississippi State yeah so um you know I guess this is a big thing too, because this this had this was such a big chunk of my college experience and my college career. You know, I couldn't have gone to college, even specifically at Mississippi State, at a better time because March of my freshman year, that's when COVID hit, and you know that hit everyone and that changed a lot of things for a good year or so. And so, um, I am so glad that like I chose to go to school and um get my degree and I was still able to dance all four years. Um, but it's funny when I started out, um, I only thought I was going to dance one year because like I said earlier, I love sports. Um, I had always dreamed of going into like sports broadcasting. That's the career field I wanted to go into. You know, I wanted to work my way from holding camera cords to, you know, working my way up as, as need be building those relationships, those connections. Like that's what I want to do. I was like, I want to go to college. Like I want to start working. And I was like, I'm going to take this one year. Well, one year turned to four years. And um, for me, I was very blessed because I was still, you know, still did the broadcasting communications major, was still able to take those TV production classes, take the <clears throat> um, interviewing classes, you know, 
classes that were helping me with my speech, things like that, that I was still very passionate about. Um, and I was still getting to dance, but while I was dancing, I learned, you know, I might not necessarily be, you know, having a headset, you know, running promos on the Jumbotron or like running up and down the field, you know, videoing or whatnot. I, but I was still, you know, in the same area and I was still able to make connections and meet people just in a different light, like even still getting to dance. So I did that majority of the three years. And then my senior year, um, I actually got an internship with um, athletics, specifically with baseball. And that's kind of how um, I met you and your son. So um, when you go to basketball, and it was new, you know, when you go to basketball games, they have kind of the MC, you know, during timeouts that are doing gas card promotions, and they're doing like, all these different games on the court, stuff like that. Well, um, athletics and fan engagement and marketing were like, you know, we kind of want to bring this to baseball. Um, you know, would you be interested? And I was like, yes, I would love to do this. You know, I have to be at baseball games anyway. And it's funny, if you were a fan, there were there's games that I had to dance, I would be running back and forth between the um, first base and third base dugout. And I would like throw something on, throw a jersey on over my uniform. And then I would take it off and like, I would dance one between one inning and then I would interview the next. And so, um, you know, it, it, it was a great experience for me. I got to meet incredible people you know I got to meet little dudes at the game and then we would do the dude of the game which is like college students I got to meet more college guys and then cowbell races and then my you know and then on Saturday's games mm -hmm. we would do the taste of the lounge videos and so what that was is they would pick a different rig every weekend um to highlight you know just a little bit of history about that rig and you know their favorite dish to cook so I was getting to meet you know all different kinds of people hearing all different kinds of stories. I mean, I was being fed the best food, like, you know, it was because it's such like a family, you know, at Mississippi State, especially baseball games, it doesn't matter what team you're pulling for. You walk out in that left field lounge, they're going to feed you. They're going to take them in, take you in and welcome you. That's what, that's what I tell people. If they're, if, if you're not even big on Mississippi State, just go for the food alone. Like the they will feed you. Um, so yeah, so I was able to, you know, I was, I was very blessed because I got to do what I love. I still got to dance. I got to have that time, um, while also, um, getting, um, to intern with athletics. And then actually for the full senior year too, I had, a, I had two internships going at the same time with, um, the office of public affairs for the university. So, um, I was, you know, able to create campus tour videos for the university. Those were posted like on all social media platforms. Um, and I got those, got the idea of campus tour videos. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but when you come to Kate, excuse me, when you come to take your campus visit, um, you know, whether you're a prospective or transfer student, um, you sit through the info session and then you go on a tour with a roadrunner. And I was um, very blessed to be a roadrunner um, for three of my four years. And, um, that's the walking part portion of your, of your campus visit. And um, so I was always pitching my, <laughs> my miss, I was pitching Mississippi State any and everywhere that I went. So I was very blessed to not only dance, but to able, be able to have those internships to kind of see, oh, is this the career field I want to still go in or is this not? Um, and that's kind of where I've ended up today. Yeah, no, I mean, you got the full experience out of college. You were able to take everything you possibly could. And I think, um, that's important. That's invaluable. Um, you know, I hope that everybody does when they go on their journey. And then obviously you're now able to use um, what you did there going forward. So um, that's awesome. You know, 
I look forward to, you know, are you going to still be doing things, continuing to do these things in Mississippi State? So, like, you know, that was just last season that I saw right. you. Um, so will you still be around doing things like that going into next season? Right. As far as next season, I'm not quite sure. Um, I have as far as like moving forward and like what is to come. There's um, a lot of I have a couple exciting opportunities that I can't really share too much on yet. Um, but I'm very optimistic and hopeful for the future. Um, and I do think um, I know I will always be I will always be in sports, but I will always, I will always have a connection to dance. And, you know, mm. once you start, you never stop. <laughs> uh, and so I feel like there, there will always be a part of me in, in, in the dance world. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, with that, we are going to get into the game called this or that, that we play with every guest. Uh, you basically have two options. You pick one or the other. Can't say neither. Can't say both. You down to play. Okay. All right. Let me grab this real quick. Let's see. Briley's the closest one conveniently. This this or that is brought to you by the Bellsmith. If you are a Mississippi State fan and you're listening to this show, the Bellsmith is the best in the biz. You can get player bells that help out athletes through NIL. Um, you can go online and check him out specifically, the Bellsmith, or you can go to places like Maroon and Company around Starville. Um, support these athletes. I got Briley along with, let's see, about 13 other bells that have been <laughs> Uh, plenty to choose from. Go support and off the bench guests. But let's get into it. We're going to start with a softball question. Do you like baked potatoes or mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes. Oh, ma mashed potatoes. Lord, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. This next question has been fun. My host did not know why I threw this in there. And we've had five episodes previous to you. And it has caused a big stir. So I knew what I was doing when I researched. Liquid soap or bar soap? Just like wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, liquid soap. You know why? Because when you use bar soap, it gets stuck on the on the counter, and you, then you can't get it off, and then you make a mess. So liquid soap. <laughs> but do you know statistically, liquid soap doesn't even wash fifty percent of your hands when you use it. That's where we get it. Bar soap. People call it gross, oh, no. <laughs> especially because you share it with people. But it actually washes your hands fully and completely. So while it sticks and it bothers you, or while you may have to use something that other people use, it's the best way to clean your hands, just so you know. But I personally prefer liquid soap if I'm going to have to share with people, you know, so a public yeah. bathroom. In my own personal bathroom, give me the bar soap. But it's actually been funny because Vance Honeycutt from North Carolina, the um, baseball player, he knew that. And so he was like, give me bar soap. I'm trying to get my hands completely clean. And I was like, I would have, hey, you learn something new every day. Absolutely. All right. This next one. What are you more scared of, snakes or spiders? Snakes, 100%. No, I mean, uh, snakes are scared of spiders. But, you know, I learned, talking about learning something new. So our baseball guest from Hawaii, do you know he told me, now I haven't even looked this up, but I'm going to take his word for it, 21 years on this earth in Hawaii. He said there's no snakes in Hawaii. Like literally no snakes. Not like you don't see them, but like he literally said they're not there. I think my wife may move to Hawaii now because she hates uh, snakes more than anything. And I'm gonna move with her. Yeah, I'll, I mean I'll it's it's already a gorgeous place. You can tell her that there's no like of uh, the evil snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sp spiders. Meanwhile, we had our guest from Australia on Liam Spence. Um, I asked him about those pictures you see of like all the giant webbing on the trees and everything. He actually said that's year round in the country. So I'll never go to Australia. We can go to Hawaii and never go to Australia. That's what someone wanted because yep. I don't do spiders, especially <laughs> no year round. All right. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? And don't mess this up. I'll have to cut this episode early. 
I feel like what I'm going to say is not going to be what you want to. I feel like I'm going to say NSYNC and you're a Backstreet Boys. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, good. No. And I, I'm from Memphis. So Justin Timberlake's the only answer. I was about to say, um, yeah. I actually I'm, thought you might say Backstreet Boys and go the wrong way. And I was like, no, we can't do it. No, well, I'm, I got to go with NSYNC. It was funny. We were at church a couple months ago. You know, I was sitting there talking about the step up movies and how I admit it. It was so funny. We're in church service and our pastor goes, he referenced uh bye 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 and he goes, you know, in sync. He goes, Who in here listens to in sync? And no one would raise their hand. And I'm sitting there right there by the front and I raised my hand up and he goes, He has no shame. And I was like, Man, y'all in here lying. Y'all all know y'all like in sync. What playing? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. Um Speaking about it, or step up movies, it, I meant to say this when you brought it up earlier. So a lot of the choreographers um, that I've assisted were in well, a helped choreograph all those movies, but b also in them too. So really? we have a lot of friends in the step up movies. Sorry, Fun no, fact. you're you're good. No, you're good. I love those movies. What's your what? It's not a this or that question, but what's your favorite one of all those? Step up revolution. The best one. Okay. Best one, but I like I like that one because I think it has all the best dance scenes. Um, and the way they they obviously artistically do it, but then you can't go wrong with the first one, which is the the grass. The best thing about the first one was I and it, it's interesting that they ended up married, but I had a thing for Jenna Dewan and my wife had a thing for Chan Tatum, so it worked out well. We could watch the movie we both had oh, a hot. Yeah, yeah, watch together. And be fine. <laughs> I, but I tell you when I I tell you when I lost my whole. Viper, he came on Ellen and I was watching it one time and um, he showed a picture of his bathroom and she had the sloppiest, worst bathroom I ever seen. And he said he didn't even go in there. And I saw it and I was like, couldn't live with her. Couldn't do it. I understand girls are messy, but this was and he's kind of wrong for throwing her under the bus publicly. It might have been the reason for their divorce. I don't know. <laughs> but he's living his best life now. He's going to <laughs> concerts. Yeah. I mean, trading friendship bracelets. All right, this next one I think I would know the answer to. Well, maybe not. I, well, you know what? I don't think I know. Costume party or pool party? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to go costume party. That's what I actually thought. I, I figured yeah. out. I was like, you know, everybody likes a pool party. Um, did you go to one this past Halloween? Because if you did, our favorite thing is we've been getting... Uh, the answers of what people dress for. And now I need to like start searching through IG photos because um, of our five guests so far, four of them have gotten wild. As a matter of fact, I need to go see Josh Hartle from Wake Forest. He was a Teletubby and I'm intrigued now. That's a little weird for me, but I need to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what were you this past year? I, this is, I'm going to embarrass myself. I just, I didn't do Halloween this year. Oh, you know, I was mm -hmm. actually, I want to say that I was in Durham um see my brother is a cheerleader at duke actually and so um we spent a lot of our time up in durham and i want to say i was up there for halloween this year yeah i saw i saw the pictures of your brother and that's really cool you know like you said to to be a part of duke uh they don't just let anybody in there for sure no no <laughs> they, it's very hard all right would you rather be lost in a jungle or trapped in a haunted house lost in a jungle listen when people ask me my biggest fears, it's horror movies, anything tied to like horror, scary. I couldn't even get like our little, my school, like the high school would do a little haunted haunted house with the cafeteria. Uh-uh, no. And, and I'm glad you brought this up because this opened a chance for me to throw Kinley Hawk under the bus because her and Brooke sent me uh, text messages yesterday in our group text. 
Um, Brooke showing me that she had a bad day and she wanted to come home and wind down and watch The Conjuring, which is a running joke on this show because when asked what her favorite movie was, she said The Conjuring. And I thought, I told Brooks, I said, that's a red flag, bro. Like that, to watch that movie in general, but that to be her favorite movie. And so then she sends me this text yesterday or he sends me this text and I'm like, y'all are like messing with me. He's like, no, she's watching it. Like that's her movie. That is so weird. I listen, I get so in my head about things. I, I cannot like I'm talking like if I even watch trailers, like I start to sweat or I, I it's I mm -mm. could you uh, could so with that, I mean, could you imagine like I mean like so we talk about like step up. Step up is is a feel good movie, right? It's it's something right. like whatever, you know, for me, I also like, you know, certain military movies, not the sad ones where everybody dies, but you know, be you know, you find something that's like your comfortable place. I don't know where Kinley got to the conjuring at. I'm gonna have to text her and I'm not gonna be like the conjuring question mark and just like yeah. see her response because like my mind is blue. <laughs> like I'm telling you, I told Brooke, sleep with one eye open. I'm not comfortable for my for my dude going forward. That is mm, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, being in the jungle, like being lost in the jungle, yes, would be scary, but that's better than being in a hot mm, I cannot do a haunted house. All right, so the last question, and this will be interesting because, you know, we usually talk national championships with a lot of our guests. And for you, I'm going to make it a little bit different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it, not just winning championships, but for you. I can give you $10 million, bring a briefcase, I give you $10 million, or you give me your college dance career, and, and you never did it, and you take it away. Would you rather have the money, or would you rather have your college dance experience? While, while money would be so nice, and every day I'm like, dang, I wish money could just grow on trees, right? I wish I could just win the lottery. Um, memories mean more than money to me. And at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, we all kind of end up in the same place. And for me, um, my dance career um, and the memories and the relationships and everything that's come with that that I've made throughout the years, it's what has what shaped me as a person. Um, and I don't really know who I would be without dance. And so I'm going to have to keep my dance career and pass in the money. I mean, it's the right answer. We've only probably had out of like 300 or something guests, we've probably only had like 15 actually say the money, but it's always a fun question. Um, and, and, and some say it, but you know, after having Paul Skeens on here and we framed it in a way, um, he got $10 million for his signing bonus, and that's kind of why I've stuck with the number $10 million. But would he take the money or give the money back and keep Justice Championship at LSU? And he said Justice Championship, and for the very reason you said, it's not about the hardware, but he said the memories that came along with winning that championship. And I think any athlete, no matter what the sport, would feel that way because the camaraderie, the memories that you have along the way, um, you wouldn't give that up for no amount of money. And it even got flipped on me last week uh, with Trey Lipscomb, um, from Tennessee, he asked me, would I give up the podcast for $10 million? And I looked at him, I said, yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, just like we talk about the memories, he goes, think about all the games you've been to with your son and this, that. and I was like, oh, that ain't fair. That's why I asked the questions because I'm not <laughs> taking away any memories. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So, but that is, you're off the hot seat. You know, is there anything, I, I feel like you definitely have something to plug and promote if anybody, because you, you know, you got a lot of things going on. You obviously know Mississippi State well. Um, I mean, gosh, well, I will always plug Mississippi State. I'm always one of those that just go like <laughs> if you're if you're considering 
go take a tour, go get a taste of your own mouth or go get a taste in your mouth of it. Um, it is a, it's a great place. It is, um, it not only provides a phenomenal education, um, it, you know, I told when I would give my tours, you know, no matter if you were in the classroom waiting to talk to your professor, if you were at a sporting event, if you're standing in line at Kroger, at the local Kroger or local Walmart, everyone in that town or at that university um, wants to see you succeed. They want to see you grow and they want to do anything and everything they can to provide the best experience they can for you. In a lot of places, don't get to say that, you are not a number at Mississippi State, you are a person. Um, and they want to create, you know, the best atmosphere for you. And so that that was that's my plug. Um, not just sports, just you know, going to college, but my plug for, you know, I guess speaking on dance team and cheer, because while they're very, very different, um, they do have a lot of similarities. Um just um, college dance is very different from majority of uh, college sports, but there's a lot of similarities. And while we might stand on the sidelines and have sparkly uniforms and like have a lot of makeup and have our hair done, um, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into that behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of people um, quite understand. Mm -hmm. And so um, to any girl, guy whoever that might be watching this podcast that is considering um trying out for a college dancer cheer team um it is so worth it and the memories you make um are so worth it yeah anybody who thinks that's just uninformed i remember back in high school and and i'll end with this to solidify what you're saying um people tried to say that cheerleaders weren't athletes our high school uh, cheer team had won back-to-back -back national championships in Orlando and we would get done with football practice 5 36 o'clock they'd still be in there um obviously you know I dated a few of them along the way and they wouldn't get out there till eight o'clock they would practice from after school to like eight o'clock you're gonna tell me who somebody who puts in five six hours a day practicing doing athletic movements isn't an athlete no that's it's because like you said it's it's the simple-minded people who only think about what they see on the sideline like you said they don't actually go to a competition to see see what is actually going on whether it's dance cheer or anything else in between but if you want to follow hannah you know you can go to it's simple you can't mess up her name it's hannah sus on instagram mississippi state it's basically you type in hail state and then whatever the letters are and and that is the sport i recommend to follow they do great with the, the instagram page all the sports um look forward to amazing seasons with everything coming up um hopefully they they turn it back around in baseball because that's you know that's me and my my son's uh thing but you know hannah i want to thank you for coming on and wish you the best of luck in your your journey going forward well thank you so much for having me absolutely that's hannah stutz everybody if you like hearing her story or you just like hearing average joe's talk x's <laughs> and o's please like and share the podcast on facebook retweet us on twitter Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, ratings, comments, and feedback are always welcome. We will see everyone for Episode 6 with Jacob Compton of Memphis Baseball. But in the meantime, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.